You're listening to the Crop Disease Podcast, a podcast that will keep you up to date on how to manage common crop diseases faced by Australian growers. Canola, what a break crop. It can be so profitable. But unfortunately, no crop is perfect and canola sure has its problems, one of them being sclerotinia stem rot. Hello, it's Megan Jones from the Centre for Crop and Disease Management. Now, I'll confess I'm more of a follower than a tweeter when it comes to Twitter. And lately, I've noticed some photos of those cute little pink mushrooms. They're known as apothecia. And they're popping up all over the place, which means sclerotinia could be a problem this season. But don't worry, because we've got a good show ahead that is all about the latest in this disease and how to manage it this season, including comment from Southern WA agronomist Kyron Brooks. But first, I'd like to introduce my guest, our sclerotinia disease researcher from CCDM, Mark Derbyshire. How are you going, Mark? I'm going good, thank you, Megan. Uh, It's a pleasure to be on the show. Thank you very much for having me on. Oh, it's great to have you here. Thank you so much. So, Mark, what exactly do you work on at CCDM? Um, So we are focused on sclerotinia sclerotiorum, which is the fungus that causes um, sclerotinia stem rot in canola. Um, And the main aim of what we do is to try and develop um, better ways of breeding uh, canola plants and potentially lupin plants in the future uh, for resistance to um, sclerotinia stem rot and working with Australian breeders uh, to try and eventually bring resistant cultivars um, into the industry. Oh, sounds really great and very important for us all. Um, you recently published a paper on sclerotinia. What did you find out? Uh, yeah, so we recently published a basically a review of the recent research literature on sclerotinia And one of the main things we did in this study was we documented um, all hosts that um, we could find that sclerotinia has been reported on since the first time that somebody did this back in the early 1990s. But the main finding from that exercise was that um, sclerotinia has a really massive host range. So um, it infects uh, hundreds of different plant species. I think we had um, over 400 documented hosts of sclerotinia. Um, but interestingly, despite the fact that it infects so many different species, um, it's quite restricted in the sense that it can only infect um, broad-leaved plants. So things like canola, chickpea, lupins, um, anything like that. Uh, but it doesn't infect um, grasses like uh, wheat or barley or oats. So, yeah, it's, a, it's got a very broad host range, but for some reason it's um, restricted uh, to broad-leaved plants. Yeah, that's really interesting, particularly when growers have rotation on their mind all the time. So what's the next breakthrough coming from your team here at CCDM? I think that one of the big things going forward with sclerotinia research is to really try and understand the specific genes and uh, pathways in in the host that control um, whether the plant's resistant to sclerotinia or not. So we've kind of begun some preliminary research in this area that hopefully will feed into our more uh, breeding-focused research. Uh, We've recently actually submitted a paper, scientific paper for publication, which is focused on particular genes in the canola genome that we think have quite a strong relationship with um, resistance to sclerotinia. What will that mean for growers? If you look at the industry worldwide, there are a couple of companies that have released sclerotinia-resistant canola um, over in Canada, and also in Europe. And these varieties, they've been produced through conventional breeding. 
but also through uh, gene editing as well uh, seems to be making its way to the market. But in Australia, as people are probably aware, there's um, there's no currently available resistant cultivars. And what we're trying to do is develop better ways of breeding plants for sclerotinia resistance. And we're trying to develop new resources that breeders can use to hopefully try and bring this trait to Australian canola as well. So hopefully, yeah, and probably not in the near term. I'm hoping on a longer timeline it's something that we can really do by engaging with the breeders and trying to bring some of this new knowledge and some of these resources to their breeding programs. Yeah, sounds great, Mark. Um, actually, I recently spoke with Kyron Brooks, an agronomist from Nutri and Jeramungup in southern WA, and we talked a bit about sclerotinia and how to manage it in the field. It was interesting to hear how difficult it is to manage. Should we listen to our conversation? Yeah, sounds great. Okay, let's listen. I'm now with Kyron Brooks, nutrient agronomist from Jeramunga in Southern WA. How are you going, Kyron? Good, thanks, Megan. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing well, thank you. Thank you for joining us on the show today. That's not a problem. So what are growers up to in your region at the moment? Uh, a lot of growers that are out probably topping up their, their crops with uh, urea. Um, a lot of them are trying to do the early management of broadleaves. Yeah, but just, just mainly that early management of nutrition. And how about rainfall? How are they going with that? So in our little neck of the woods down uh, in southeastern sort of WA, we, we've had uh, a good amount of rain, almost bordering on too wet in the, some areas. Um, so, yeah, rainfall really hasn't been an issue in terms of um, deficient rainfall. We've, we've sort of certainly had our fair share, um, so, which has been great, really, to give given everyone a good, good bit of confidence coming into the season, just having that moisture in, in the ground. Yeah, absolutely. So in this podcast, we're talking about canola disease sclerotinia and how it is such a hard disease to work with, both in the lab and in the field. And I know you've had a fair bit to do with this disease over the years. So how are growers managing this disease in your region? Um, I guess the growers in the region are first to start off the season is they're just becoming aware of what the risks are. Um, so understanding their rotation um, and what their previous rotation has been and what the risk is uh, to sclerotinia in, in the, the paddocks they're actually planting in, in this particular season. And then as they're going forward, it's just monitoring the conditions. As we know, it's, it's really driven by environmental conditions more so than anything else. Um, so it's just understanding these environmental conditions as we push through the season and understanding the rotations through the paddocks. Also, that, that yield potential, making sure that um, high-yielding crops with bigger canopies, they're probably a higher-risk crops than, than any of the others as well. So it's really a monitoring phase at the moment and getting a feel for, for where we sit in terms of that risk of sclerotinia developing later in the season. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So out of all the diseases to manage, sclerotinia is a pretty tough one to manage, wouldn't you say? It is difficult. I think it's difficult and it, it comes with a, a little bit of um, gut feel more, more so than anything because it, it is a very, very much environmentally driven. So understanding the environment and, um, and the risk is, is comes with experience. Um, it's, it's not really a visual disease until, until you see it. It's, it's almost too late to act. So it really is something that you've got to be on the ball with early. Um, to try and manage it so which makes it difficult because because it's um something you've you've got to act before it's visually um looking you in the face yeah yeah absolutely so have you seen this disease get worse over time 
Um, not so much in Southern WA. I, I think it, it de- we're definitely seeing more of it with increased canola plantings. But in terms of the severity of the disease within paddocks, I don't think it's it's increased. Um, and I can only speak for what I'm seeing here in Southern WA. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's getting worse over time, but it is probably becoming more noticeable and guys are looking for it a lot more as well. Yeah, so true. So, Karen, if we see a major sclerotinia outbreak this season, how would you recommend a grower manage it? Um, run. no i I think it's got to be something it's definitely talking to the people um who have managed it before and understanding the the trigger points and when when to actually pull the trigger um because once you know that the outbreak's there it's almost to a point where it's too late so it, it really is a decision that needs to be made prior to to actually any visual symptoms um becoming a, a real issue so i would say i would encourage them to speak with um you know researchers read the articles understand the timings the key timings for applications of fungicides to manage it um, and understand the high risk paddocks i guess is, is another area yeah that's great advice and one more question for you before you go karen if we could create a resistant variety of canola how would that change things in your region if we could get sclerotinia resistant varieties into high yielding crops that would definitely be a bonus and it would be another you know, integrated pest management tool that we could use going forward. So only a positive if we could get that, that to occur. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show today, Karen. That was great information and hopefully the season goes well for you. Yeah, so do I. Thanks for having me, Megan. <laughs> no worries. I'll catch up with you later, okay? Will do. Thank you. So what did you think about that, Mark? It really is a difficult disease requiring a gut feel on what to do about it. And it just shows how important research in this field is in helping growers determine what to do next, don't you think? Yeah, I think so. It's it's always really good um, to get an industry perspective on things. Um, it's very interesting hearing what Karen had to say. I think um, for me, uh, it really showed the importance of experience in managing some of these complex issues that you have in agriculture. But I was also quite encouraged by the fact that he supported uh, the kind of research that we're doing in trying to develop um, sclerotinia-resistant varieties as well. Yeah, I reckon it was really good. So we're just about to wrap up this episode, but before you go, do you think we will ever get to the point where we don't have to deal with canola diseases in the paddock? Uh, That's a tough question. Thanks, Megan. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I think uh, really the answer is probably no, unfortunately. Diseases are, are complex, you know, and if you eliminate one disease, uh, eventually something's going to take its place. And then even then, you know, if you did produce sclerotinia-resistant varieties, for example, I don't think there's ever a chance that you're going to completely um, eliminate the disease because over time it's going to evolve and adapt to whatever you've done to try and control it. Um, and the same with other diseases as well. So um, I think that is why it's important to continue doing research to um, try and keep up with these these things in the field and just manage things as they as they are at the at the time and see what solutions that you can put in place. Yeah, I thought that might be the case, Mark. It was a good answer. Thank you for that. So thanks for talking with me today. Hopefully we'll get to the bottom of this disease soon. Uh, you're welcome. Thanks very much for having me, Megan. It was a pleasure to be on the podcast. Yeah, it's great to have you, Mark. Thanks. So if you have a crop disease topic that you'd like us to cover, then let us know. You can follow us and let us know on Twitter at the CCDM. You can also sign up to our blog and get more information just like this at ccdm.com.au. And if you like this podcast, why not tell your mate or colleague about it? Well, that's all for now. 
We'll catch you next month for more crop disease discussions. See you then. This podcast is brought to you by the Centre for Crop and Disease Management, a national centre co-supported by Curtin University and the Brains Research and Development Corporation. 